Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I am here with a friend from Christ Church. Her name is Lexi Phillips. Hello. Thank you for having me yes. on. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> I'm excited too. So we've been talking about doing this like since that one hike that was it's like last, last year. year. Last summer, spring maybe. Yeah. So maybe a year. Yep. <laughs> it's Close. a year in the making. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Yeah. So, great. so Lexi, I will let her tell you about herself. But um, she says a really great story and I thought it'd be fun to have her on the podcast because um, you have a very unique testimony <laughs> and like the way God has grown you since mm-hmm. you've been a Christian has just been remarkable and fun to watch so all glory to him (laughs) so how about tell us a little bit about yourself so um I am a wife I'm a mom of two my hobbies are uh gardening homesteading you know learning the art of homemaking because who knew that's an art to be learned yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah, that's basically it. So I was saved. God saved me out of the new age culture. So, and that is why we're going to be, it's basically mm-hmm. what we're going to be talking about yeah. today. Like what is the new age? What, what, how is that infecting the church especially? Yeah. Cause you see a lot of it without even realizing it. And so I'm excited to kind of dive deep into, um, even again, when we mentioned, when I mentioned my testimony, like is, I'm saying me, but really it's God's testimony. He's the one that did all the work. And so even though I might be saying, oh, I just want to be sure it's like all glory to him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all glory to him. Yeah, sweet. Uh, so. Another cool thing yeah. about you is that you are very motivated for exercise and working out. I and am. <laughs> and I love that. Like following you on Instagram, I'm like, oh, I need to go and like go for a walk now. Yeah, I have a strange thing where I love anything health and fitness, nutrition related. So I have no certificate background, but I love keeping up on the science of that. So. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> When I first met you, you were teaching yoga. I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can totally get into that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably start some fires with that. But yeah, um, let's see. I, I did that, what was that, two years ago now? At least two Probably. and a half. Yeah, I left out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my husband put the nail on that. He's like, you, you, you got to quit. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, let's see. Tell us a little bit of your background with New Age then so we can understand kind of where you're coming from. Yeah. So um, just to kind of give a little bit my life a little bit. So right around the kindergarten, first grade age, anything, you know, below that, I was kind of brought up in a Lutheran mm-hmm. church. Um, so I knew Bible basics. Um, I knew like the Lord's Prayer. I knew the Ten Commandments. I knew some of the Bible accounts, you know, like Moses and you know Noah and things like mm-hmm. that. So I knew Bible basics and I but I didn't know everything, but I knew enough to be dangerous to the ignorant mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was that type of person that would um kind of go towards my what I call my religious friends mm-hmm. and probe, mm-hmm. ask the questions, um try to twist things and make them out to be hypocrites. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my personality when it came to that. And then, so we did have a family sickness happen, 
And it was because of that sickness that, um, which I think it was because of that sickness, but I was young, so I'm not mm -hmm. sure, uh, that we were kind of pulled out of the church. Mm -hmm. um, and the big question of, the reason why we were pulled out of the church is because that whole like, well, why do bad things happen okay. to good people? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I'm a good person. Um, I did the catechisms. I did the things. And mm -hmm. well, look at me. I got sick and mm -hmm. no one's there for me. You know, like, so why do bad things happen? So that was my major question mm -hmm. to all my religious friends, which is a very foundational question mm -hmm. that could never be answered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so... Um, that's kind of like bringing up in that. And so just to kind of break down like what is new age, because new age is like a giant umbrella. Yeah. Huge umbrella. And there are two different categories. And so I want to bring up, so here's kind of the first category I'm going to talk about, which is uh, this thing called new thought. Okay. Um, which kind of was brought out during the 1800s, during the Enlightenment period. We have a lot of issues with the Enlightenment. But <laughs> what the new thought means is the spirit is ultimate reality. Uh, your true self is divine. Your thoughts are divine and can be used for good. Mm -hmm. And all disease is mental in origin. And your thinking can heal you from your diseases. Okay. So, sounds very familiar. It does sound very familiar. Church, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, if you've heard word of faith yeah. movement, right? Mm -hmm. So you hear the word of faith movement where it's like, oh, you're sick, or that person died, or whatever, because you didn't have enough faith, mm -hmm. or you didn't pray enough, or especially in Christian Science, where it's that like you're not allowed to think bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so that is the thing. Like your thoughts are the thing manifesting your reality, and where you find your truth. It's in yourself, and you have to kind of dig it out, which you also see, I think, in the Christian realm where it's like, well, because I have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me, I need to tap into that to basically make God do my bidding. Mm -hmm. You know, so there, there is that that kind of goes on in the Word of Faith movement. It's just really huge, that whole, like, you got to have enough faith. you got to do the works. You know, like, it's just... It, it morphs. Mm -hmm. And so those are those are kind of the things that I would notice and pick up um, with my, I'm just going to say religious friends because that's what I would call them, mm -hmm. <laughs> that um, were, it fueled my universalism. Mm -hmm. I was very postmodern in thinking, very univer universalist. So postmodern, you know, your truth is your truth. There's mm -hmm. no absolute truth, mm -hmm. even though deep down I never believed that. So it's just kind of funny to think about now. But um and that uh, universalism were always lead to heaven. Mm -hmm. Every way, it doesn't matter if you're a Mormon, it doesn't matter if you're a Buddhist, it doesn't matter, like we can all agree on some fundamental truths, mm -hmm. even though for some reason we wanna deny truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so New Age contradicts itself a lot. Mm -hmm. um, that it doesn't matter because as long as you're a good person, you will get to heaven. Mm -hmm. But if you ask a new ager what that means, it's all going to be different. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the new thought uh, process, which I didn't necessarily get into till I got older in high school. So there's a whole like meditations and things to try to invoke the things. It's, it's weird. Mm -hmm. But um, so then the new age, it, there's the occultic new age, which mm -hmm. I was a part of as well. Mm -hmm. And that's where you, um, you know, you have your spirit guides, you have your mediums, uh, you're communicating. Smudge sticks. Smudge sticks, they're big. Um, communicating with angels mm -hmm. is another thing. So you have your tarot cards, your reggae healing, your spells. There's a thing with white and dark magic. 
Voodoo. Crystals. Crystals are huge. I was a fanatic with those. I really thought they healed. So, <laughs> that's what's funny. A rock is healing me. No, it's not. So um, the big thing to uh, numerology, I saw a lot of Christians who were super into numerology because, you know, numbers in the Bible mean everything. Uh, astrology. Um, there's that, the way they twist it to make it sound Christian in astrology is like, well, God made the stars and he mapped everything out we just gotta look into it and see what he's what he's given us mm -hmm. through the mm -hmm. stars mm -hmm. and it's like i believe that mm -hmm. you know even though in the new age we will the new age recognizes angels they recognize demons and some even recognize satan but they don't recognize the one true god they mm -hmm. make that up as they go along yeah. mm -hmm. so when they say something like well god made the stars they're not meaning the same God you right. and I believe mm -hmm. in. So I think just really ha uh, honing that down because, again, if you're, you know, undiscipled or not understanding, mm -hmm. if someone's saying, like, oh, well, God made the stars, well, yeah, I can believe that, but mm -hmm. we don't believe in the same God. Mm -hmm. uh, the Enneagram. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the Enneagram. <laughs> the Enneagram. So I haven't done a deep dive study on the Enneagram. I've just done enough, but the mm -hmm. I know Sheologians yeah. has a great podcast. Uh, Cultist has a great podcast on it. Um, Jared's talked about it some too. Jared mm -hmm. has. Yeah, I'm really thankful for that. Mm -hmm. The Enneagram is a cultic in origin. Mm -hmm. So if we can't buy the whole, we can make tarot cards, cards that tell your future. Um, Christian, which some do because mm -hmm. they have angels on it, mm -hmm. right? So it's mm -hmm. Christian. Um, if we can't buy into that, then we can't buy in the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. the, the two... What was it? Through automatic writing. That's another thing. I yeah. think the ones from automatic writing, which is also, strangely enough, how you got the devotional Jesus Calling. Wow. Well, didn't <laughs> know that. Yeah. So the lady that, um, I think her name's Sarah Young, right? I'm not sure. I, okay. So someone quote me on that. But uh, she actually, if you look into how she um, manifested mm -hmm. this devotional, it's absolutely from automatic writing. Um, so yeah, so automatic writing is pretty huge. Uh, there's this thing called astro projection, which is like out of body experiences. Mm -hmm. And then we can get into the yoga and meditation, <laughs> which I know a lot of Christians do participate in yoga. I had many that came to my classes mm -hmm. um, because I thought at the time I could separate. Yeah. Because do I have a problem? with people doing downward facing dog. Mm -hmm. As someone who loves health and fitness, mm -hmm. no, I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really great back strengthener. Mm -hmm. um, do I have a problem with um, child's pose mm -hmm. or anything? No, I don't have a problem. It's really, really great for the body to do. Mm -hmm. But let me just kind of dissect it. Let me dissect yoga for a minute. So, and this is what I also learned in my teacher trainings too, because again, I thought I could disconnect. Um, and this is where I learned the very first time what cultural appropriation was. <laughs> um, so yoga means to yoke mm -hmm. or to tie to. But what are you yoking and what are you mm -hmm. tying to? Like Jesus mm -hmm. says, like, do not yoke with unbelievers. Yeah. Uh, you're yoking to the Hindu creation god called Brahman. Uh, so in yoga, the, the poses are to mimic different Hindu deities. Mm. So different Hindu mm -hmm. gods, which they have a ton, so it's hard to keep up. Um, so the warrior sequences and how things are made to set up, they're, the whole point is to invoke. Mm -hmm. And so we'll get into Sanskrit because a lot of the quote-unquote real yoga instructors, because apparently there's fake and real, okay. 
uh, use Sanskrit, and that's kind of what you're supposed you're taught to supposed to use. And Sanskrit, I'll just I pulled up on a yoga fever um, website, and I'll read what they said about Sanskrit. It says, when we use Sanskrit in our classes, we help students like you not only follow your directions, but also get the most out of each session. Each Sanskrit word is believed to have its own consciousness, and pronouncing the words allow you to tap into that consciousness. So no other language can translate the mystical, transcendent, and divine as effectively. So there's a purpose even right. to the language being used. Um, like OM, when you chant OM in the beginning of classes, that is apparently the sound the universe made when it was created. Um, namaste um, means the God or light in me honors the God or light in you. So yoga is seen as a, to my understanding, it's basically seen as a sacrament to the Hindu religion. So does that not break the first or second commandment? Mm, right. You know, um, yeah. so there is a thing, this is where being gracious to Christians who are in it. I mean, I was a yoga mm -hmm. instructor and that yeah. was after I became a Christian too. Mm -hmm. I stayed in it for a little bit thinking I could separate. Mm -hmm. um, there is such a thing, like I said, cultural appropriation. There, the, the Western yoga mm -hmm. is not practiced the same as Eastern yoga. Mm -hmm. Like there is that trying to... Um, what like de-spiritualize mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> de-spiritualize it uh, so where it's more like so like in your gyms where you just do like some stretching and mm -hmm. some whatever mm -hmm. um but the thing that got me was one the scripture where it says um anyone who causes these little one to sin it's better for him to put a millstone around his neck and throw himself into the sea um because i do believe well one it's breaking the first and second commandment and two, that even if we had the, the freedom to participate in something that is another religion, that um, it's causing a major stumbling block. Uh, I have witnessed, um, not from the inception, but I have witnessed Christians, like Christian women, who got into yoga, got into, fell into the self-love movement, and then divorced their husbands and left them. Mm. So... I don't think that's a that, that, that there's a connection there, mm -hmm. right? So uh, if if at best it creates a major stumbling block, mm -hmm. at the worst, you're worshiping another god, <laughs> right? And okay, so most women who are going to yoga class are um, they they've never heard this before. Like they've mm -hmm. never heard that um, this these the origins of yoga. They're like it's a. I mean, I went to yoga class with yeah. um, our our other friend that uh, taught yoga. Like, my friend and I who went together called before and was like, hey, is there any religious aspect of your mm -hmm. class, you know? And she was like, no, I'm a Christian, you know, mm -hmm. our friend that taught it. And it's just, okay, is there grace? Is there, like, a balance between, is there anything redeemable about it, I guess? Like, if someone is doing it in ignorance of, like, I don't, I've never heard anything like that mm -hmm. before. Like, I am, mm -hmm. my heart is not worshiping another God as I do this. My heart is actually, like, giving thanks to God as I right, strengthen right. my body, you know? Like, yeah. is there grace there or is there sin in doing child's pose? Is there sin in, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, is there grace? Is there a balance there between exercise yeah. and, or is it completely like, no, this is new age sacraments. Right. So I think, or is it in the conscience of the believer? Like this, is this a conscious issue? Conscience right. issue? It's, a, it's a huge thing. So, um, and because to the West has tried to yeah. take it all, mm-hmm. you know, away, mm-hmm. uh, spiritually wise. Um, some of me wants to say, leave it up to the conscience, but at the same time, Pilates is so much better. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so maybe just be cautious. Like just, as you're yeah. making these decisions, like things aren't n- as neutral as we want them to be oftentimes. Right. So pray, like look into the backgrounds of things, make good decisions. Absolutely. There and are too, other options. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are other options because I know, so I'll, I'll give off, um, so Stephen Bancars, he was saved at a new age. He um, has been really great breaking it down. Doreen Virtue, I either I did, my mom did, or someone had her tarot cards. Mm. And so I do remember messing with her tarot cards. Um, she was saved out of the new age. And so them two have been huge on trying to make distinctions. They both would agree that it should not be practiced at yeah. all. And it's one of those things, the more you know, the more you go down that rabbit hole, you yeah. can't unsee it you, type you thing. You can't unsee and that, it. That's how it is with the Enneagram. That's how it is with mm-hmm. so many things. Like, once you really know the origins of the stuff, it's like, hmm, can't unsee that. Right, especially that self-love movement. Yeah. Ooh, it gets crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's one of those, ple- like, it's just research it. Yeah. Um, it's one that I wouldn't encourage it anymore. So this is like me doing a public repentance. Like yeah. I wouldn't encourage going to yoga a yoga class. That doesn't mean I would not encourage doing child's pose. Mm-hmm. I think in a yoga class setting, things are done specifically. You're taught to put these poses in a specific order. Mm-hmm. And um, there's specific reasons for that. So I will, but again, like our Christian friend mm-hmm. who did teach yoga, mm-hmm. um, God did use her to mm-hmm. pull me out. Yeah. So I mean, it's just having the grace there. Mm-hmm. It's it's being it's knowing, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I think the biggest thing is like, do we? Biggest question I'll leave mm-hmm. with that is, is this creating a stumbling block? Mm-hmm. Um, is this possibly going to lead, especially young Christians, mm-hmm. um, astray? Or you know, yeah, is it going to do that? So that's a great segue into how did you become a Christian then? Yes. So how did I how did I become a Christian? So leading up to my conversion, just to get kind of give a backstory um, here to um, oh one thing do do you mind? No. Okay. So one thing I wanted to be made sure clear too, especially with Christians, the biggest thing is know your child's friends. <laughs> okay. Because um, I would practice spells with my friends. Mm -hmm. I would do tarot card readings with my friends. I would do Ouija boards Mm -hmm. with my friends. We would take, I mean, I would have friends and again, they would, some of them were being brought up in a Christian-ish household Mm -hmm. and we would go to, like we lived by a graveyard. We would Mm -hmm. go to a graveyard and do like little seances Mm -hmm. and, and things like that. But no one, I don't think anyone would think anything of it because I made straight A's. Mm -hmm. I never got into trouble. Um, you wouldn't like looking at me, especially at the time you wouldn't have known Mm -hmm. from the outside, unless you're probing, Mm -hmm. you know, what, like who are, you know? So just, I wanted to kind of insert that too, because that I did do that, especially young, like third grade, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, practicing Mm -hmm. spells with my friends and things like that. So, um, I think the big thing, again, just know your friends, 
And uh, yeah, just as a warning too, because mm. it's young. Yeah. Okay, this is happening very, very young. The mm -hmm. children need to know what it is and like have that relationship with their child to be open to even talking about it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So that was just one thing too. I really wanted to kind of hone in. Yeah. I was like, know your kids' friends. <laughs> one thing Jared said in the sermon on Sunday was, um, you know, people make the negative statement of, well, you don't want to shelter your children. And we're like, no, actually we do. We do want mm -hmm. to shelter our children. Like we want to protect them as much as possible. They're our responsibility. God gave them to us and we want to protect them. Mm -hmm. Like if, even if you're feeling like, oh, I just, I, that feels like too sheltering. No, that's mm -hmm. okay. Do it. Like protect them, protect them mm -hmm. from things Cause that you see it everywhere. are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the thing with new age. You will see it everywhere. I mean, it's in your media. Mm -hmm. Um, it's in, um, a lot of movies like Disney, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, The Princess and the Frog, um, Soul, like the, there's new age concepts being taught to us. I mean, like follow your dreams, follow your heart. That's all new age teaches is follow your heart. But God teaches us that our heart's deceitful above all things. It's not something to be followed. We're to follow mm -hmm. and obey Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so having that, you know, difference, right? Christianity yeah. can't morph. So I, I just wanted to like throw that in there yeah. too. Because um, good warning. be mindful of what is being brought into your kids. So anyway, so how did I become a Christian? So uh, I'm trying to think where exactly to begin. Throughout my life, there have been different um, like hard things, like really hard things that have happened, whether it be like things that are like quote unquote typical between like bullying or, you know, anything like that. Um, there was domestic violence issue, like being brought up in something like that and uh, different abuse issues. And, um, and so you're being left really vulnerable, being left really hurt, being, and, and, and having no answers to that, where the New Age is offering these answers through doing like all these different things, like rituals, spells, like to, to, to give you peace. But I wasn't getting peace. So um, the, the, what happened was I, I went to the doctor one time and uh, I was told that, you know, I was diagnosed with PCOS and I was told I couldn't have kids unless through IVF. Like they made that very clear. And so that was really disheartening at the time. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time. Um, and I was like living in sin. I was living with in a dead end relationship. And, um, you know, that was the first time, like it was like a really rock bottom feeling. And, um, that's the first time I just cried out to God in a, in a very prideful way though. It was one of those where it was like, okay, God, God of the Bible, parent, if like, if you're real, mm. all right, I obviously can't pick the right guy and I can't pick the right friends. And mm. I was like, so how about this with me reasoning mm -hmm. as if you could like really do that. But I was like, how about this? Um, I'm going to leave this guy. Mm. You bring in the right guy I'm supposed to be with. And the only way I'm going to know that he's the right one is, you know, because um, he's going to get me pregnant right off the bat. <laughs> I, it's pretty prideful. It's very ridiculous. But, um, and so not to be weirdly charismatic or anything, because that is, like, to me, I'm like, sounds weird, sounds charismatic -y, whatever. But it did happen. And then... Um, it wasn't too long after that. I'm talking like two weeks. Mm -hmm. I ended up meeting my husband. Mm -hmm. And then a month later, I ended up getting pregnant by my husband. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
that's weird. Mm -hmm. But it didn't connect. Okay. Right? Like nothing connected. So there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. I know it sounds weird, but there is a reason. And so, um, cause in that prayer too, I was like reasoning like, uh, and like bring me a son mm-hmm. and I want him to have like blonde hair, blue eyes. Okay. Like I wish you all knew what Weston looks like. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> and that's, that's so leading up to that. Um, I wasn't thinking anything of it and you know, I've had like all my medical family, whatever, they're like, oh, well it can still happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. making excuses that how he got pregnant, even though it apparently wasn't supposed to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But I then had my son, and my son came out with blonde hair <laughs> and blue eyes. And, like, the blondest hair, yeah. the bluest eyes. I mean, it is, like, cotton top, sky blue. <laughs> and so in that moment, though, that's when the prayer I prayed mm-hmm. popped into my head. Wait a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, it's when I saw him, I was looking, I, I, it's like flash instant remembering that prayer. And it's just like, I fell mm-hmm. into fear Wow. for the first time. I was fearful. Mm-hmm. Like I was so just so scared. And it kind of brings me back to like the fear of the Lord is the mm-hmm. beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So I fell into this fear. I didn't know what to do with it because mm-hmm. my husband, I mean, he grew up in a Christian home. That's your, it, it was your very, like, you know, your prayer, prayer, and, you know, you do the things. And, and so no one could explain what this fear was. Mm-hmm. So I lived in fear, I mean, to the point where I'm like, I'm changing everything as if I could control me dying because I did not want to die. And um, so it was about, I don't know, maybe six, eight months later, um, I was like, okay, I think this God's like really serious and I should mm-hmm. probably go to church, mm-hmm. right? Like I should probably do that. And so I started going to church and um, not, not consistently. It was like every so often. And, um, but I can be very thankful because in that church, um, there is one instance in the little Sunday school things where they were like, okay, we're going to like actually just open up the Bible and read the account of Moses, like just as is. Okay, cool. So we read it. And the only thing I remember about Moses was the Prince of Egypt movie. Mm -hmm. And so I was very um, shocked at how different (laughs) the movie and the Bible was. (laughs) And, and they, I brought they it up. skip some parts. I know there's, there's just a lot. And like Moses is old and like mm-hmm. Aaron was involved. Like mm-hmm. it was just very interesting, This the, the difference. Mm-hmm. And so um, that sparked me into just opening up the Bible and reading it. Mm-hmm. And so I started, I think I started reading, like I just opened it up and started reading James. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember the more I was reading, the more I was realizing how opposite the world was in my mm-hmm. way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I remember thinking, um, I think I read, maybe James 1 and James 2, where it was like, uh, be quick to listen, slow to mm-hmm. anger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, just like little things like that. And so um, that kind of spurred me on that journey and just realizing like, hey, there's like staunch differences. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I wasn't being fed at this church and I, and I'm still living in fear and I'm at, I went to people, like Mm -hmm. I actually went to people Mm -hmm. and was like, okay, but how do you know you're saved? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you know? People that were Christians. Yes. Okay. Yes. That these are Christian people. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, but how, like, how do you know? Mm -hmm. And it, all I got was, well, 
you just believe. You just believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And and, and you're like, that's not, I don't get it. And it's like, <laughs> something's not clicking. I think I believe. <laughs> like, and, but, but no one talked about, um, like, I never heard the word repent. Mm -hmm. I never heard of repentance. I never knew that you actually have to, like, forsake sin in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I was never taught that until... All right, started working at a yoga studio, mm -hmm. and um, my friend at the time, who is a Christian, and I told her, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian, so I'm not going to do chanting, mm -hmm. because, you know, we know that's Eastern, so yeah. I'm not going to do chanting in classes, but uh, but I, I'm a Christian, and, you know, whatever, and, <laughs> and I remember there was one weekend that I was going to a psychic festival. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm like professing and being yeah. a Christian, but I'm going to a psychic festival because I still like rocks, and mm -hmm. I still like some mm -hmm. of those things. And she was the first one that sat me down and was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to think about it. She was basically just like, well, why? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know, I, I like incense and I like rocks mm -hmm. and I'm just going to go and do that. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, but does God tell us to go mm -hmm. and do stuff like that? And I told her, I just thought, and I was like, I don't know, does he? <laughs> and so she took me. No and, one can give me answers. I know. It's like, I don't know. I really don't. Like, does he? So she's when I kind of sat me down and she's like, basically, no. Mm -hmm. Like, go read this. No. And Okay, now how close was this to when Shira brought you to Christ Church? Oh, this was like over a year. Okay, so like a year prior. Yeah, okay, a year gotcha. prior, at least, maybe a smidgen more. Okay. And so, yeah, so she was the first one that planted the seed of, oh, there's things I can't participate in? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was never taught that. Like, no one called me out of New Age. <laughs> no one even said I was going to hell for anything. Like, I never heard anything. No I would, need for repentance. No, like, no, I was around a lot of free will, like, super grace mm -hmm. people. And, um, or... Catholics and the oneism stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That was a weird thing. But um, yeah, so she's the first one that really planted that seed. And it was like, I don't know, like a week or two later. Like I, I'm, I'm noticing, like I'm not a good person. Like I'm slowly noticing I'm not a good person. Um, I can't do the right things. Like everything's mm -hmm. falling apart. I'm <laughs> failing at a lot of things. Um, why can't I get it together? Um, and I was just like kind of hitting a low moment. And so I was... I was in the midst of, she was criti like critiquing my classes because it's like part of the schooling mm -hmm. I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so she critiqued one of my classes and, and, and things I needed to do better. And I just fell apart. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I, just, I can't do anything right. Nothing is going right. I, I'm leading everyone astray. I don't know, you know, like going mm -hmm. on this big thing. Mm -hmm. And um, she basically, I don't exactly remember everything, but she basically was like, but isn't that why Jesus died? <laughs> like because you can't do anything mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and no one said that to mm. me before wow. uh, you know like it that was like a first click and I just really thought I was like oh I'm not a good person mm -hmm. like I can't do these things like she's like like you realize you're not enough right that's why Jesus died mm -hmm. and so basically explaining in the nicest way possible this thing called human depravity mm -hmm. and like you realize you can't save yourself mm -hmm. and I just really sat and I was like oh like my eyes were opened mm -hmm. it was like the night that my eyes were opened so the, the crazy thing was was on the way back home 
it was like it was a rainy day it was really gloomy it was so cold because it's like in February mm -hmm. and I just remember like that was my eyes were just opened I was actually crying out saying like Lord I I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't do this. I can't save myself. I can't live a good life mm -hmm. apart from you. Like, save me. Mm -hmm. Like, just, just save me. Like, mm -hmm. I obviously can't do it. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. was in that moment, and I, and I kid you not, in that moment, right in front of me, the clouds parted, mm -hmm. the sun started shining, and mm -hmm. for the first time in my entire life, I felt peace. Wow. I felt real peace. Like mm -hmm. the fear was taken away. My mm -hmm. depression I was fighting mm -hmm. was taken away. In that moment, I, for, like, I felt the peace that surpasses all understanding. Wow. <clears throat> it was such, it was an amazing, it, I will never forget. I mm -hmm. hope to God even like I get old and get dementia or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I never <laughs> forget that moment mm -hmm. because it's peace that I, I have felt since then, mm -hmm. even in the midst of really, really hard trials mm -hmm. and really, really hard things, because because it was it, it was that day and it was that week, I went home and feeling that peace and just I opened up my Bible and I read the, all the Gospels within that week, mm -hmm. and I and I read it with new eyes. Mm -hmm. I, I I read it and I could understand, like mm -hmm. I actually understood mm -hmm. what he was saying, yeah. and so that's why I'm so. I guess preachy to other people where it's like you don't need anything. Mm -hmm. You don't need these study Bibles. If you have the Holy Spirit to learn you, you can read the Bible and He'll give you that understanding. Mm -hmm. And they help mm -hmm. in context. Yeah. Like, please yeah. get a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I recommend the ESV study Bible. Mm -hmm. That was really great. Um, but God, like, if you have Christ, if He saved you, you can yeah. understand. Yeah. And so, um, and then after that, like, the biggest thing that was this is why I mean like getting into trials, like when you start standing up, right? Standing up for your faith. And um, I'm seeing things that are contrary to scripture. I mean, I mean, it was, I think the end of that week, I don't remember the days, but I know it was like, after I read the gospels, <coughs> I went to my husband, cause again, we're not married. We, we have Weston and I just turned to him and I was like, <laughs> honey, we're living in sin and we're against God. And I, I might not be able to kick you out because I think that'll cause damage to Weston, but, but you're like cut off and we're not doing anything until we're married. Mm -hmm. And how she's like going on. And my husband looked at me and he's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, and at the time and I'm like, but wait, aren't you a Christian? Isn't this a good mm -hmm. thing? Like, shouldn't mm -hmm. we do this? So, um, yeah, so it, the biggest thing that was shocking to me when I was saved and I'm like bringing in the gospel and I'm talking about scripture and um, like I'm like super on fire, mm -hmm. right? Like super, definitely caged aged, but fire. <laughs> and <laughs> to the point like my friend who shared the gospel with me, yeah. it was like a few months in and she's like, I think you need to stop having conversations for a while. Like, <laughs> I think you need to take a break from talking for a bit. Yeah, she's, I think you need to just take a break because <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not understanding why everyone is, you know, because yeah. I had the biggest, um, I guess like pushback mm -hmm. or uh, a harder time conversing with Christians mm -hmm. than I did unbelieving family mm -hmm. or friends. I mean, to the point, like I had what I thought were Christian friends and mm -hmm. they were like, oh, like right on, you're saved now, man. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, 
Oh, you like take it really seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you like stop sinning. You're trying to stop sinning. Yeah, like there's a... And so I was just like, and that's why I'm so thankful for my friend I had because uh, we talk about discipleship, Mm -hmm. right? Having someone who is knowledgeable of the scriptures, Mm -hmm. who you can trust and who will point you to Christ, not to like whatever you feel in the moment, um, but who will sit down and be like, "Mm," like, no, you need to stop having conversations and just study more, <laughs> um, you know, or like really point you to Christ in every situation mm-hmm. and having that person with you, um, you know, praying for you. Cause I mean, I prayed for my husband's heart for a long time. Cause as you know, like leading up, I was kind of hopping around different churches too. And I went to one pretty consistently, eh, you know, for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I went that long and I knew nobody mm-hmm. like I didn't have any friends besides my one, and she kind of stopped going for a while. I don't know why, but um, I just kept going because I knew, well, at least he's preaching the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But there's no community. I didn't have any friends. I mean, I, I I went by myself, and the crazy thing is I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care that I didn't have friends. I didn't care that, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't going and doing all the things. Like, I just didn't care because I'm I'm hearing, I'm, I'm being fed mm-hmm. from the scriptures. That's all I cared about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so like, I even went to them at one point for, you know, counseling and stuff and, and, um, it didn't fall through and stuff or anything like that. So it was kind of like, oh, bummer. Uh, but then my friend brought me, she was like, Hey, I just went to this church, meaning Christ church. And I think you'd be a really good fit. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's where I think it was about two years after being saved and went to Christ Mm -hmm. church and it was like, yep, I think this is where I need to be. Because keep in mind, like, I went to church by myself mm-hmm. with my son for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. I just went. My husband wouldn't go because, I mean, there's, it's one where, you know, he, he, he prayed. He went to the altar at 10 years old. He, he did what he's supposed to do. Um, I'm not going to be the one to judge the heart. But at the same time, when you have conversations, especially with your husband, who's, you know, supposed to be a Christian, you know, whatever, but he hates all the things God loves. And we couldn't even have a conversation about the scriptures or anything. It just turned into a massive heated argument. And um, so it was very disheartening. So I started just praying for his Mm -hmm. salvation, you know. And God's done a lot of cool stuff. Dude, it's been really rad. So we went to, you know, Christ Church, and finally we had a moment in the household. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, was it the greatest at that point? No, but I basically I turned around and I was like, are you a Christian or not? Mm-hmm. Because you should be coming, mm-hmm. and you need to try this church because you might, you might actually, it's, it's different than what you're used to, <laughs> you know? And um, so then he started coming, and massive heart changes, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, there was, God did a work, like I said, did he actually save him then? I don't know, but right. there was definitely work done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now he comes with me mm-hmm. and every time he's not working and, uh, we have family worship at night now mm-hmm. and it's, it's really, cool. it's really, really, really rad. Mm-hmm. And him like stepping up in that leadership yeah. role, mm-hmm. um, cause there's been things that happen and he's really had to step up for it. It's, it's just been Praise like, God. yeah, absolutely. Cool. So what have been the biggest helps to you in your spiritual walk with spiritual growth? The biggest thing is um, 
lots of prayer, mm-hmm. um, praying specifically for wisdom because, mm-hmm. you know, he's faithful to give that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I pray every day for wisdom mm-hmm. out of his word, reading his word. Yeah. Um, that that is the it's been thing. something so cool. So we do the Bible reading challenge and mm-hmm. we've been in the same group. I'm doing a different one right now, but, mm-hmm. um, so we're in the same group with the Bible reading challenge, and Lexi's always like, type in a ton of <laughs> thoughts of the reading for the day, and it's just so neat. And it's been, Jared and I have talked about it, it's been amazing how you have not been a Christian that long, mm-hmm. and God has just blessed you with a mind to understand, and mm-hmm. probably because you pray for wisdom. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like every day just praying for wisdom and, and searching the scriptures and not just... Um, <sighs> trying to find myself in it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, well, how can I fit this in my life? No, just read it mm-hmm. as it is. Gain the context. Like I said, get a good study Bible mm-hmm. so you can, like, understand what the time period is, yeah. who's the, you know, talking to and things like that. And then also, um, another thing, discipleship. Mm-hmm. You need someone to disciple you. You need someone to go to when you have questions. I mean, besides your husband. But, mm-hmm. again, if we're in a situation like where I was, where my husband wasn't involved, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, he, he wasn't taking up in his role, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. He's in, in unbelief. Um, having someone trusted you can go to that's going yeah. to point you to the scriptures yeah. and not just what they think. And one thing to think about um, as you're hearing this podcast and even myself, like not waiting until your life is perfect to disciple someone. Yeah. Like, there's no, I have arrived and now I can disciple someone. Right. It's like, no, it's your, my life is a mess. Everyone's life is a mess. Mm-hmm. Like that is why we need Christ and mm-hmm. his grace. And we help others to come alongside and grow in mm-hmm. that same looking to Jesus that we're doing. Absolutely. Because a lot of times I think that we like feel like we have to wait. We have to wait mm-hmm. until we are like, I don't know. Like a certain Jesus, age. Maybe? Or, <laughs> I think that's another thing. It's like an age. And then like even to... Um, um, finding a, even an older woman who isn't offended that if you might know something, you know, mm-hmm. over them, like, like the, the discipleship works both ways, mm-hmm. you know, it's not yeah. just one person exactly. needing it. It's, it's both of you needing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was another thing when it just talking about discipleship is, um, be willing to, um, just be open to it and, uh, be, and be willing to not be instantly, offended yeah and be patient with whoever you're discipling mm-hmm. um because if you, if you get all flustered because maybe they're not understanding mm-hmm. what you're saying well is that really opening up for more opportunity mm-hmm. you know like that's a, that's another thing because that would shut me off from other going to other people uh for um help and stuff because there's like this weird um I think a lot of it was just ignorance. They didn't really know. And so, you know, stuff like that. So, and then, like, being okay with not knowing everything. Yeah. And, and so, discipleship was huge. Find a church that preaches the scriptures mm-hmm. unashamedly, because mm-hmm. who knew that was really hard to find? Yeah. Uh, so, um, finding a church that unashamedly will preach the scriptures just as is, straight through, and not... Just that, too. So I'll even add on, if you can find one, that where it's, this is where it gets tricky. If you find a church that preaches scripture straight through, sure, stick with that one. But also, if you find a church that preaches straight through and has a community that's actively seeking Christ, there's a difference between a... Because I went to a lot of different churches growing up. Mm-hmm. And there's a, definitely a difference between a community that is actively seeking Christ mm-hmm. um, opposed to a community that's there because they know that's the good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so... Because when you have a community um, that's actively seeking, then then we can like 
it's been awesome. Like you can get challenged in Mm -hmm. so many different ways and, and it pushes you to scriptures more Mm -hmm. and it pushes you. I mean, even having a community that's like, no, seek Christ, do what he says, Mm -hmm. like not what Mm -hmm. you think is right, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and that's another like huge growth. Mm-hmm. Um, step right then and there, I, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So cool. that's even for new agers. Like yeah. when you get out. <laughs> another another thing that Jared and I have noticed about you that we said early on is like, man, she, you were given good resources oh. really early on. Mm-hmm. You were given like, these are the podcasts you should check out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like having good resources is really valuable. Absolutely. Um, because a lot of times people will become Christians and then just look up like you get a lot of bad junk that mm-hmm. then you have to spend years deconstructing and reading scripture right. and being like, wait a minute, this isn't what the scripture teaches. Absolutely. This person's saying this and it doesn't seem like that's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you like get into some kind of weird new agey Christian stuff. Right. <laughs> which is a whole nother thing. Uh-uh, Bethel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was just God's grace to you that... Mm. He gave Ishira and other people that were able to like be like, "Hey, check out Paul Washer. Hey, check." Out. I know. <laughs> you know oh I mean? man, it, that that is another thing. Knowing your resource and really, um, don't just pick up a book because it says it's Christian. It's from a exactly. Christian author. Um, I have noticed, especially in Christian bookstores, like ninety percent of the books aren't even really Christian. And it's yeah. Lexi and I were talking about this this week. Different other Lexi. The other one. The other Lexi. <laughs> That it can be discouraging. Mm-hmm. There is so many not good resources out there. Is it can be discouraging for people to feel like I don't even know what to read. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what to read. I know what's good. I don't know what's not good. The key is get in a good church, have good elders, mm-hmm. run things by them. Elders, elders, yeah, <laughs> run things by one. them and say, hey, is this a good book for me to read? Can you recommend some books to me? What's mm-hmm. a good podcast I should listen to? Mm-hmm. Like. Hopefully they're singing good songs. Like, look up who sang that song. Check mm-hmm. out other songs by that person. Um, so anyways, the church family is just so important because mm-hmm. it's a protection to us as believers. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing um, I'll add to just to that community, yes, mm-hmm. elders, yes. Um, but if you know the scriptures, yeah, you will notice it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's, it's one of those know the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's one, like, and this isn't, like, me trying to, oh, what's the word, like, make people feel bad in this instance or whatever, but if you've been going to church for 20-plus years and haven't read the Bible mm-hmm. all the way through mm-hmm. at least once, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's one that, like, I, I personally, again, like I said, I, I don't understand because I've been saved almost five years now and I've read through the Bible at least four times. Mm-hmm. And that's again, I'm not prideful in that. Right. I'm not I'm not meaning it in that way. What I'm saying is But you can do it. You can <laughs> believers do it. can read their Bible. And in any phase of life, because there was a time mm-hmm. where I was a working mom. There was mm-hmm. a time where, you know, I've never been single and read my Bible. So mm-hmm. single ladies, read your Bible. You have plenty of time, oh I promise. <laughs> um, whereas like when you're a mom and then on top of, you know, being a wife and a mother and, and working mm-hmm. too, it gets harder mm-hmm. to fit that time in, mm-hmm. but it can be done. You just, it's priorities. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is it your priority? It like... Do you see value yeah. in you make, reading your you Bible? You make time for what you want to do. Exactly. Watch your screen time. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll probably, so that just to really hound in yeah. because, you know, like, 
I mean, we can all read things and it's like, oh, that sounds kind of iffy, even on really great resources. But if you know your Bible, you'll be able to distinguish yeah. what is right and wrong, even, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Absolutely. So just to yeah. plug that. Yeah. Okay, so we'll end with what are some areas that you've seen New Age influence the church and how can we as believing women be cautious of those areas? So, again, it's kind of an umbrella thing. It's kind of back to the beginning. I'm talking about, um, you know, that whole, like, if you pray and have faith, God will do exactly what you want him to do. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, you know, remember, the faith that you've been given has been given by God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do your biting. You do his. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a big thing, like, prayer and faith and watching the actually the occultic practices seeping mm-hmm. in like uh, astrology the enneagram mm-hmm. um the like i said automatic writing you gotta really look into that mm-hmm. and because like i said a huge uh, devotional is that jesus calling devotional mm-hmm. and she's you know mm-hmm. use that automatic writing mm-hmm. so and and two um like i said it just I guess that the biggest thing is just like what what is the media being brought in? Are we are we seeped in that self love culture? Because okay. self love culture kind of goes hand in hand with mm-hmm. new ageness, mm-hmm. and um, and they, just to say one thing: yeah. the opposite of self love is not self loathing. Yeah, don't 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 no hate one, yourself either. Yeah. <laughs> no one is no one is saying that that's a good option for you. And that's not like with the workout field, right? Yeah, where it's like, yeah, sure, make time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Make time to fit in a workout. That's great. I'm not against that. Mm-hmm. What what I would caution is that you're like, I have to put myself first before exactly. all things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you are to mm-hmm. lay down your life, yeah. not to exalt your life. Yeah. Um, so and the ama- like this amazing thing happens where there's a lot of joy and self-sacrifice. And you're oh, like, oh, yeah. I thought that I would only be happy if I put myself first. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's actually a road to a lot of yucky depression. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it does, because the more you, because that's, again, when I was trace, chasing the rabbit hill mm-hmm. of um, putting, you know, put yourself first, love yourself, um, you got to make time for yourself. Well, my husband and my kids suffered for that, and it yeah. turned me into a really grouchy woman, mm-hmm. and that was totally tearing down your house mm-hmm. that the Proverbs warns mm-hmm. about. So, um, yeah, don't don't do that. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> yeah. don't do that. But that's, that's kind of the biggest things that just I have seen in it. And it's all in wording too. So, um, just being mindful that when, cause the biggest thing is like when you hear things that sound new agey or sound like the self lovey, like once mm-hmm. you start going down that mm-hmm. rabbit hole, um, don't be so quick to someone who may said something and maybe they didn't actually mean it. Mm-hmm. Cause that's even with, um, the self love culture where they're like, I'm going to do self care. And you're mm-hmm. automatically like, um, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it could just mean that they're just going to go get a shower real quick without the kids in the shower. You know what I mean? So not being so quick on it, but then asking the questions. I think the biggest thing, just ask the questions, define the terms, Mm -hmm. um, and just be very watchful. And like I said, even media with the kids, Mm -hmm. I mean, they are targeting children. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have yoga baby books, you have chakra baby books, you have... Mm -hmm. um, meditation baby books mm-hmm. i mean meditation's being taught in schools yoga is being taught in the public school systems mm-hmm. um so it's just be mindful no like be mm-hmm. active in your child's life mm-hmm. and and teach them mm-hmm. how to discern those things yeah so that would be kind of my big thing there anything else you want to throw in there um so i did i'm just going to throw some scriptures out yeah. um 
so that, you know, whoever's kind of facing those things that they can kind of go through that. So, um, like I said, in the beginning of my walk, it was very lonely. You know, I didn't have a church. Um, I didn't have my husband. I didn't have really family to go to that it didn't spark some sort of controversial craziness. So, um, that feeling of loneliness, you know, that, mm -hmm. that feeling of loneliness, just look up Isaiah 41.10. That was a big one that I would kind of go to where, just a reminder, you're actually not alone. Even if you feel alone, don't believe the lie that you are alone, mm -hmm. um, that God is with you and he will, you know, pave the way. Um, for the unbelieving spouse, even if they claim to be believers, mm -hmm. right? First uh, Peter 3, 1 through 6, I clung to so hard. Um, you know, wives submit to your husbands unto the Lord. That, and actively, because I think Jared, I went to him and he, he explained, like, do the next faithful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, do the next faithful thing. And that could look like if your husband comes in and he's like, what, you don't have tea in the fridge? Mm-hmm. Don't react. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, don't. Oh, that goes to 1 Corinthians 7, 14, where it's, you know, uh, you'll win over, mm -hmm. you know, the the unbelieving husband by your actions. Uh, not necessarily. Be, I I got to look it up. Anyways, but. Um, maybe be one without a word. There you go. Mm -hmm. One without a word. Where it's just like if that, you know, if your husband comes in and he says something ridiculous like that, then you can just be like. I'm sorry, honey, I can get that for you real quick. You know, like not being so reactive. I think it's the whole like seeing our job as a wife as also our service to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That even, even if someone sins against us in word or deed, we can still serve the Lord in our service to them, even mm -hmm. though they're imperfect. Absolutely. And then remembering that you're also imperfect. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's, that's a good humbling one. I know, right? <laughs> it's like when, when your husband, and this can be believing, unbelieving, whatever, but when right. your husband sins against you, remember, you also sin yeah. against him, which in the moment is not something quick to remember. <laughs> but just remembering that. And then um, when you're facing trials, um, James 1, verse 2 through 4, um, where it's like these these trials are, you know, to produce steadfastness. Mm -hmm. Like not looking at the trial as um, like, woe is me. Why are you doing this to me? Um, why are these bad things happening? Uh, but looking at the trial is like, okay, this is to produce steadfastness. This is producing yeah. faith. This God's is doing something. Growing. Like looking at it as more as like a growth. Mm -hmm. um, and then also just... Because, like I said, in the beginning of my walk, there was even things like with betrayal, like mm -hmm. feeling betrayed by um, people I didn't think that I would be betrayed by, yeah. right? And so, um, like I said, like Christian friends and things, it was just it was just crazy to me how many even stopped talking to me because I took the Bible seriously. And so, I, I put down Luke 22, verse 3 through 6, just remembering, too, that Jesus, I mean, he was the ultimate like he was a victim and he was betrayed by judas mm -hmm. you know like in the 12 like who was with him mm -hmm. seeing all the things and um so remember like he was ultimately betrayed and he didn't raise a fit mm -hmm. he went to the cross mm -hmm. and he died that you know that died to self mm -hmm. Um, and so just in that moment, instead of like wanting to like avenge, you know, it's easy in betrayal. You want to like 
try to make your point or, you know, be, avenge it or some mm -hmm. way. But remember, like, you know, just imitate him. Mm -hmm. He died and laid his life down for his sheep who did not deserve it. Mm -hmm. Remembering that. Mm -hmm. You know, just in those times, because that, that's been one of those things, especially recently, just that's been so helpful. Uh, remembering that, like, to, to not cause a bitter spirit, mm -hmm. you know, because that's a big, big thing. It's like, no, remember, he's he was the ultimate victim. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not the ultimate victim. Mm -hmm. And he he was betrayed unto death. Yeah. You know, just mm -hmm. wanted to kind of spur that in. It's okay. almost like a refrain, maybe, and hopefully encouraging in yeah. those times because yeah. even though we didn't get like every nitty ditty every nitty gritty detail but it's just those were things that in my walk especially like up until now those have been this the most encouraging okay i guess to say cool praise times. god yep anything else um no i think I am happy that we got to have this conversation today. Thank you for taking time to come and talk to us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been great. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Until next time, everybody.